Hi, and welcome back to the Teach for the Heart podcast, where we tackle teaching challenges from a biblical perspective. Why are we here? Because we don't believe that our spiritual walk and teaching profession should exist in two separate domains. Rather, the hope we have in Christ should change how we approach everything, not just at home, but at school as well. So join us as we explore both the spiritual and practical sides of key teaching challenges, integrating them together so we can succeed at teaching, glorify God, and make a lasting difference in our students' hearts and lives. Before we dive into this week's episode, let's thank our sponsor, the International Schools Consortium. I'm sure you're aware that more and more of the world is closing its doors to Christians. Countries like China and the United Arab Emirates are limiting the number of Christians able to work and serve in them. But you might not know that in spite of these closed doors, teachers and educators can still get in to these largely unreached areas. The International Schools Consortium, or ISC, is a group of pre-K-12 through international schools located in China and the United Arab Emirates. The schools are Cognia-accredited with instruction in English at all grade levels. Part of a global community, ISC is deeply committed to the peoples and cultures that they serve. Holistic education helps students grow into servant leaders of outstanding character, competence, and calling. ISC offers qualified educators competitive salary packages, including paid housing. If you'd like to find out more about teaching abroad with ISC, go to isc.global. That's isc.global. Well, thank you again to ISC for sponsoring this episode, and thank you for being back. We're so excited to be tackling in this series, how can we as Christian educators respond to teaching challenges with faith and hope. And in this series, we're laying some groundwork, some key foundational principles uh, that will help us as we dive into specific challenges like how do we deal with classroom management? What about student motivation? How do we deal with work-life balance? And so many more topics that I'm excited to explore in their own series uh, in this upcoming new year. But right now we're talking about how do we respond to teaching challenges with faith and hope. Last week, we talked about how we need to trust God and how exactly we can do that, and that it involves both trusting in Him, knowing He's in control, believing in His goodness, and then also surrendering the outcomes. This week, we want to talk about how should we be thinking about challenges, trials, and suffering. And I really think this is important that as Christians, we have a healthy almost like a doctrine of suffering. When we think about key doctrines in the Bible, we don't normally list like the doctrine of suffering. But clearly there is a lot of teaching in the Bible about trials and about suffering. And it's an area that I think sometimes our understanding is very anemic and we need some of the meat of the word to help us grow and understand in this area. And it can be so incredibly helpful when we inevitably do face challenges. So that's what we're gonna talk about today. And before we get into it, I want you to make it clear that when I'm talking about this, this applies both to really big suffering, like a cancer diagnosis or the loss of a loved one. It also applies to day-to-day struggles, like a difficult relationship or that fifth period class that feels like it will be the death of you, okay? Um, so this applies both to large and small 
trials and sufferings. And I think this is really important for us to understand. Um, first of all, because we're going to walk through trials. Um, if you're, if we're not, if you have, if life is perfect right now, you know, it doesn't, it, it will not always be right. There's always something coming, large or small. But not only that, but these truths are also really helpful for us as we seek not only to walk well through trials in our own life, but as we seek to support others around us, our students, our colleagues, our friends, our family, they're going through things. Not everyone might be going through something hard right now, but you definitely know people that are going through hard things. And so this is really helpful for all of us, no matter what. What we're going to do today is we're going to look at trials and suffering through the big picture lens of the gospel, the big picture lens of the story of what God has done. And maybe you're familiar with this framework. We've used it before and it's it's widely used. There's four movements in God's big story. The first is creation, then the curse or the fall, then the cross or redemption, and finally a consummation or future glory, heaven, However, whatever word you want to use. Uh, we're kind of going to use the four. You are going to use C words to make it a little easy to remember. Creation, cross, uh, creation, curse, cross, and consummation. But um, you, there's obviously other words for them. And so we're going to go through this big picture movement and think what what do we should we think about suffering in light of the big picture of what God is doing. So first of all, creation. We know that God designed the word the world good. Over and over in Genesis, it says, God saw that it was good. It was good. There was no sin originally. And as a result, there was no suffering. Um, Work was a joy. Adam, that is something interesting to think about. Just a quick aside. Adam Adam was given work before the fall. Okay, so work was good. It would have been joy and pleasure. Relationships had no strain. Everything was good. That is the world that God created. Relationships were perfect both with each other and with God. That is the world that God designed for us. However, that's not how it stayed, right? Number two, the curse or the fall. When Adam and Eve ate that fruit, sin's curse entered the world and sin entered the world. Sin brings so much brokenness. And the fall affects everything. There is not one aspect of life that is untouched by sin and its curse. Everything is broken now. Everything. We experience trials and sufferings, sometimes as a result of sin in our life, in someone else's life. Sometimes no one has sinned, but there's well, no one has sinned that to cause this problem is what I mean. But it's just a result of the curse of sin and the brokenness that now exists in our world. This is the world that we live in. So this is really helpful for me. When we see suffering and we think in our mind, this isn't right. It shouldn't be like this. This shouldn't be happening to this person or why? Like this isn't right. That is actually at its core a right response. Now we shouldn't just stay there. We have two more movements to talk about. But that feeling in our soul of this shouldn't be happening. 
100%. It shouldn't. This is not how God designed the world to be, whether there's really awful things like cancer and death or everyday things like broken relationships and kids that don't listen and (laughs) our own selfishness. None of this should be like this. None of this is how God designed the world to be. This is the result of sin. This is not the good. This is part of the devastating consequences of sin. And it is right for us to feel that in our soul that it is not right. It is right for us to mourn the devastation that sin and its curse brings into our world. And as we process this, there are so many psalms that are full of lament. There are so many verses I could pick out. I'm just going to pick up a few from Psalm 42, um, where he is kind of wrestling with this, with God. And the Psalms and the Lament Psalms show us that it is okay to, to not understand, to feel that desperation of like, why is it this way? It shouldn't be this way. But the Psalms also point us to God and to his goodness, which is where we'll get to um, in a second. Uh, Here's just an example uh, from Psalm 42. Why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God. For I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. Listen to this lament, though. My soul is cast down within me. But then he turns himself back to God. Therefore, I will will remember you. And it goes back and forth where he's saying, I am cast down. I will hope in you. Um, But the Psalms are a wonderful example to us, particularly the, the lament songs, that it is okay and even right to lament uh, the devastation then and the wrongness that comes into our world because of sin and its curse. So first of all, creation, God designed everything in the world good. There was no suffering, but the curse brought so much sin and suffering into our world. It was not supposed to, quote unquote, be that way. That is not what God desired, but he knew it would happen. And that brings us to the cross, to redemption. God has not left us to wallow in this broken world. God was not unaware that this would happen from the beginning of time. He planned to send us a savior. He knew this was the way it was going to go before he created man. He sent Jesus to join us in our brokenness. Jesus was a man of sorrow and acquainted with grief. As he says in Isaiah 53, he experienced pain, hunger. He was betrayed. He lost friends. He suffered the loss of a father. Um, and he was misunderstood, and he was mistreated. He was abandoned, and he was forsaken. He suffered physically, even to the point of death. (laughs) He died. And could we for a moment even imagine that God the Father didn't experience sorrow as well as he watched his son suffer? I'm saying all this to say our God understands difficulties, both large and small. We do not have a high priest that cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. He knows what it's like. He empathizes with us. And he does more than just empathize. 
As we talked about last week, he uses our suffering for good. He uses trials, large and small, to sanctify us, to bring us closer to him and make us more like Christ, which is what we need more than our own happiness, more than our own comfort. We need more of him. And so God redeems every tear, every trial, none of that is wasted. And we can rejoice in that and we can rest in that. And so while we mourn the result of sin and the devastation and the brokenness, we can stand firmly confident that our God is in control, that he redeems brokenness, that he shines into this broken world and that he is at work even now, um, and that sin's curse does not have more power than God. God is above all and through all and in all. Well, that brings us through Act 3, but where we are, and it also brings us up to date in our current world, right? We experience, we have been created, we experience the fall, and we also have the blessing of the redemption and the grace offered to us in Christ Jesus. But there is a future yet to happen that we also need to keep in mind. We need to remind ourselves that this world is not the end of the story. Our existence right now is temporary. We're in that messy middle of the story where things aren't working out. But this is not the end. One day, God will restore everything. He will make a perfect world with no sin and no sorrow and no brokenness and no suffering, no sickness, no death. God will wipe away every tear and we will live together with him in perfect harmony with no sin and with no curse. We cannot even begin to imagine how wonderful this world will be. It will be the utopia all of our hearts long for. This, my dear brother or sister, is the end of our story if we are in Christ. And if you are not putting your faith and trust in Christ, I encourage you to reach out to us. We would love to tell you more about what that means and what that looks like um, because it is the most important thing. If you if your faith is in Christ and you are in him, this is the end of your story. And so when we're overwhelmed by a trial, big or small, it does our heart so much good to zoom out and view that trial in light of the bigger picture, that God will make it all right one day. So in summary, How should we view suffering? Well, we recognize that God created a good world, but that sin has massively marred it. So we mourn when sin and its curse bring pain and sorrow, but we look with hope to Christ who suffered and died for us, who has redeemed our lives, who walks with us through each moment and is working in our hearts for our good and for his glory. And we look forward to the day when there will be no more suffering and every single wrong will be made right. I want you to think right now of a trial that either you are experiencing 
or if there's someone you know that's going through it and you're seeking to support them, okay? I want you to have that trial in mind. It could be something really big. It could just be a a stress that's on your mind right now. I know I have something on my mind right now that is kind of stressing me. It's not a huge trial, but it's it's a stress. And that's an example of something that we can walk through this framework. So any, like I said, something big, something small. Um, and I'm going to walk you through a prayer here in a moment where we're going to pray through that trial or that challenge. Um, so I'm going to walk you through this prayer, but it's only going to be a couple minutes long. So I encourage you, if you need more time, pause this episode or plan a time later. We need time to mourn and lament, but consider how God meets us in our sorrow and works through it and consider eternity. So we're going to walk through this together in just a moment, but if you need more time, plan an ex- plan time to come back to this later and to take more time to do that. So let's take a moment to pray together right now, and then I'm going to invite you to join us together in a special discussion. So let's take a moment to pray right now. And if you didn't join us last week, this format is going to be a little bit different. I am going to lead you, and then I'm going to just be quiet and give you a few moments of quiet for you to talk to God. It won't be long, um, but I pray that you will use it. Whether Even if you're doing something else, um, you can still take just a few moments and uh, pray to God in your heart as you drive or cook or clean or whatever you're doing. So let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you that you are good. Teacher, take a moment right now and think about how God created this incredible world and praise him for the work he did in creating a good world. Think now about the trial or the challenge that you identified and take a moment to mourn the brokenness or the sin that the fact that this you know shouldn't be happening or the, the fact that sin has affected this area uh, of life take a moment and mourn that and and share that with god Now turn your thoughts and your prayers to Christ and what he has done and the fact that he redeems everything. Thank God for his redeeming work and pray that he will help you view this trial in light of that and the work that he is doing.
praise God. This is not the end of the story. Take a moment to praise the Lord for the fact that he will one day make all things right and ask him to fill your heart and your mind with the truth of that fact. And finally, as we talked about last week, take a moment to pray and ask God for the result that you would like to see, but pray mostly for God's will to be done in it. Father, you are good. We thank you that you hear our prayers, that you are always with us. We thank you that you are at work, that we can trust you every moment, and that one day you will make everything right. Help us in each moment to trust you, to remember the big picture of what you're doing, to frame our trials and our sufferings in light of that big picture. And uh, thank you so much that you walk with us every single moment of every single day. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I pray that this week's um, thoughts have been helpful for you, and I hope that you will come back next week. Um, Once again, I recognize that these episodes are a little bit more um, theoretical. Um, We're not talking about specific classroom issues, but I promise we are going to get there, and I pray that the the time of thinking and prayer is really beneficial to you. Next week, we're going to be talking about how we need to find our identity and worth in Christ rather than a lot of the things we normally find it in. And how this will actually enable us to face challenges without all those extra identity issues and baggage. So I really hope you'll join us again next week. I hope you'll invite a friend um, to check it out with you. Um, All the notes uh, and the links to this week's podcast episode, you can find them at teachfortheheart.com slash challenges. And when you head there, make sure you answer the discussion question. You can answer it on that page, teachfortheheart.com slash challenges, or in our Facebook group, it'll be pinned to the top of the page. So this week's discussion question is, how does it help you to remember that suffering was not part of God's original plan, but that he will one day remove all suffering and make everything right? I hope that you'll join us in that discussion. Uh, Taking the moment to actually talk about it with other believers is really helpful to cement that truth down into our hearts. So you can head to the comments at teachfortheheart.com slash challenges or in our Facebook group to discuss that together. Well, thank you again so much for being here. Can't wait to talk with you next week. Teacher, in the meantime, remember, God is at work in you and through you. Keep your eyes on him and teach for the heart.